0: Sam Houston kicks a field goal, twenty to seventeen, minute twenty-four left.
1: Are they up mm. or they cut it to three?
0: No, they they went up three. I hope they didn't uh, cut it to three <laughs> the, the most Will must move of all time. No, yeah, let's that's how you,
1: that's how you get it into tie-in range. Because <laughs> let's, let's you love your chances in overtime. What we do
2: here is go back, back,
3: back, 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 back.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is a mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet, www.nowheelrout.com. You can send us emails to gmail.com. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Google Pod Center, Stitcher, uh, and just the internet at large to find the podcast, download it, listen to it, share it. Um, we're also on Instagram at Podcast. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter. Slash X at logo on the Dawn, coming to you guys from beautiful Stuart, Florida, where I think it may have jumped the gun when I told you guys last week that fall may have started falling, um, but we did have official cozy boy weather here this week. I'm happy to announce uh, I wore a hoodie to work twice this week so far. Wow! I'm fresh off, I'm fresh off a lovely weekend in the uh, in in Florida's first coast up in the Jacksonville, St. Augustine area. Um, Tremendous, tremendous uh, vibes and temperatures up there. Congratulations to friend of the show, Andrew Martin, uh, on his nuptials.
3: Anyhow,
1: who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I'm in Harrisburg, Virginia, where the temps are in steady autumn season. Uh, Nighttime temps dipping into the 40s flirting with high 30s at times, which is great for a cracked Mm -hmm. window, about a half inch, three quarter inch. Yes. Just just let the chill in. Just enough. Um, I'm on Twitter.com, at Shank Jordan. Logan, you mentioned the wedding. I was a little disappointed you didn't uh, share a picture of the outfit you went with um, to the socials. Okay. Um, (laughs) I don't know if that was behind the paywall and... I forgot to use that Premium login. Premium
0: subscribers but... only. Yeah.
1: No, I you know,
2: eventually kind of kind of wussed out, you know, we had an opportunity for greatness there and I ended up basically dressing like my son. So, okay.
0: I mean, well, they're the worst people to model your style game after.
2: Sure, absolutely You've got yeah. It. Yeah. He does. Tremendous tre- serves serves tremendous looks, but yeah, it was a, it was a pretty standard a white to button up and khakis situation. That's short fine. sleeve button, short sleeve button up.
0: Though. I was going to ask if it was long sleeve or short sleeve.
2: No, it was short sleeve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, it, was chi- it was a little chilly. It was a sunrise wedding, mind you. Yeah. So uh, you know, the wind was whipping in um, off the ocean there.
0: It was a little, a little bit nippy. Where, uh, where was the wedding itself?
2: Um, you know, uh, Pontevedra, the house yeah. that Tim
1: Tebow built. Yeah, yeah one of for- the many houses <laughs> built by Tim. Tebow. <laughs> right, right. Uh, all nice. built upon the rock, by the way. You and, Not on the sand.
0: You and swing god Jim Furick, just chilling, vibing. Absolutely. Um, anyways, my name is Jason Creck. Hey, man. I am also in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, where, yeah, it's, it's fully autumnal uh, these days. Um, I think it's supposed to take up for the next couple of days. It's supposed to, like, flirt with 70, which we'd like to see. Might have to get out, that. hit the little white ball around, but... Uh, yeah, nice fall weather. Uh, I am on the Twitters at Jason Krek. I also, uh, in true nerd fashion, I did get that Blue Sky code on over on the the Blue Ski. I, I don't know they they have really complicated stuff, and nobody else is on Blue Sky, so don't worry about it. But um, yeah, excited to be back with you guys. It's been a week. Um, look at me, uh, Louie. Look at me, Louie. Lou you
1: are were... able to share, Jason.
0: I I might. I haven't actually checked. Uh, but I, I think I have a couple, so we can That's sidebar that. Yeah, yeah.
1: We'll enter into
2: negotiations. That's right. Otherwise, um, our our gentlemen, are we drinking anything this evening? It's a beautiful Wednesday evening.
1: Uh, since it's a school night, just more various waters. In in good news, uh, Costco has the San Pellegrino cases back on sale. Oh, so I am no back, doubt. locked and loaded for to, at to swing least by. the remainder of uh, football season.
2: I'm fresh out of Yogi's, so uh, I'm going to need to swing by the Costco here pretty soon. Excuse me. Jason, what do you got?
0: I have uh, a Yingling Oktoberfest, which I did not know was a thing. And I saw oh. it in the Martins stock and had to grab
2: one. Build <laughs> a report from the Martins stock. So good. Yeah. Um, I, I'm working on another one of these Hopwells here uh like jordan it is a school night and um fresh out of fresh out of macros this evening so we're on to uh we're on to non-alcoholic pastures here um anyhow well we can move along thank you guys for your patience uh this is for the listeners i suppose uh we did not have an episode um due to some travel situations this weekend so uh get ready buckle up double episode tonight we're giving it all to you guys all the goods all the unpacking. Um, make your peace. Yeah. So uh, I want to start off as we typically do with some coaching carousel just real quick. I'd like to make a motion to remove both Mike Gundy
1: and Matt Campbell from the, uh, from the conversation. What, fair. What,
0: I, what do you say? I have no rebuttal. I, I am I, Not
1: to pat myself on the back too hard, but I pointed out Kansas at Oklahoma state as a game to keep an eye on this weekend. I said, okay, State. Looked like they had found something during the bye week. Um, turns did, they switch,
2: they did. did they switch quarterbacks? They may have installed a new QB. Know. There seems like
1: there's been some teams that have installed new QBs. Pitt,
2: looking at you, Pitt, that um, have uh, found some success. Always interesting Virginia how that Tech. happens. Virginia Tech as well. Shout out to VPI.
1: Not so much so, NC State. Turns out maybe Brendan Armstrong wasn't the problem there. I think NC State had one of
2: those uh, kind of – Duke, Clemson type games go against them. I don't. I don't think the stats would indicate that it was quite as bad as the score. Um, however, listen, you got run out of the building. So I mean, what was it, twenty eight to three, something like that? It was not pretty. So um, anyhow, I, I, I did. I don't think they were struggling to move the ball. They may be struggling to score the ball. Maybe some red area concerns, things of that nature. Hey, Doctor, <laughs> Doctor Bob, <laughs> whomst amongst us has not ever had a red area concern either, you know? Um, all right. So I'm going to take these two gentlemen on Dana. I'm, I'm still keeping on, although he did kind of get bailed out by a bit of a hail Mary on, uh, on Friday night. Yes. Or was it wasn't Thursday, Thursday or Friday night, whichever night that, uh,
0: yeah, if, um, I think if that, happen. if that doesn't go down, he's squarely on the public hot seat for being honest. Right.
2: Yeah. And that was against West Virginia too. So big for yeah, his in personal. the Dana bowl. No, way. yes. No. <laughs> big for his personal brand. Um, have we had any moments of clarity about uh Michigan State? Anybody want to posit anything?
0: I haven't no, even right. I haven't even seen any news on them for weeks, so
2: yeah, it seems like uh, things are moving a little. I don't know, not probably they're probably moving the pace they should be moving, given that we are just past the halfway point of the regular sure. season in college football. So, um, that's all good, so yeah, I mean, I don't really think there's a whole lot of, I mean, it, it's I guess we could say this now, um, shaping up to be maybe a quiet-ish season on the coaching carousel front. Um, things could get weird if Texas A&M gets aggressive, but that would be extremely aggressive. I mean, I, I think we talked about the buyout, but I, I don't think they save a ton of money if they fire him next year. So it's almost one of those things that if you have, <laughs>
3: yeah. if
2: you have decided that you would like to do something different – um somebody's no gonna time have to write the present right someone's gonna have to write some checks so we'll uh we'll see what old mr jimbo has going on uh, or if he moves on to the deer stand uh lifestyle on a more permanent basis um you guys ready to talk some games let's whip sure. through it yeah. all right get, we get came and went we started off with a bit of an interesting result we all Exchanged some texts early morning. I don't think anybody's up late night to watch uh, Colorado Stanford, but uh, down goes Colorado. It's
0: a lot of wait. What?
2: Surrendering a 29 to nothing third quarter lead to lose to Stanford. Um, Travis Hunter played 157 snaps yep. at altitude, fresh off a liver injury.
1: And he got raped.
2: And he got in the end on zone as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he did not
1: have his best game. Um, didn't we?
0: Didn't we text about this game during the first half where we were just like, "Man, Stanford looks like trash." Yeah, I
1: said yes. Stanford looks like a service academy. Yeah, that that's says. right. That's right. <laughs> because they did.
0: No, they looked terrible. <laughs> they looked so bad. And then, like I, like to wake up and see that score on the feed first thing. I ref I did not believe it. That doesn't make any sense. That's like right. last year's game. Yeah. So I,
1: I had watched the first half and I went to bed like early third quarter and was kind of like checking the score periodically. And I was like, Oh, Stanford has scored twice. What, what on earth is going on? And then I woke up and they had won. And I was yes. shocked. Yeah. And in, in overtime, another,
2: another overtime game, which Dion and Colorado selected to have the ball first, which is just kind of curious. Not that that really probably affected the outcome of this particular game. Um, I think Shador threw kind of a, a bad interception in the end zone there at the end to ice it for Stanford. But um, out for
1: Stanford kicking the field goal
2: first down yeah, as well. Yeah, just not even attempting to get any closer. Yeah. Uh, just a 42-yarder right down the pipe. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I think, again, the rent is coming due a little bit for Colorado. Just re-depth, uh, probably just general depth situation. I don't know that you would expect to cough up a 29 point lead um, to Stanford just because of depth issues. But I do think that as the season progresses here, their schedule certainly steps up in quality, but also um, I think some of the probably like well-informed concerns about their depth, especially along the lines of scrimmage and, you know, and on defense uh, a defense that's already not great um, are
1: going to continue to kind of nag at them and, You know, they're gonna be hard pressed to win very many more games down the stretch. Yeah. Well, I think they're also gonna be fighting against like, okay, opponents now have six weeks of film on what we do with this roster, what other teams do well against this roster, and we're not gonna sneak up on anybody anymore.
2: Have they played Arizona yet? Arizona all of a sudden looks like a decent team. Um they have not. I don't think they have. Uh they still have to play Utah um they still have to play USC no they don't they still have to play Oregon and Washington I guess so yeah. um tough sledding we'll see how it goes we'll keep a BDI eye on uh the situation I still think great success things have gone well yeah. um as per usual the narrative ran a little wild people bucked against the narrative now you're getting probably some victory lap taking um for you know, Dion getting his comeuppance or whatnot, it doesn't really matter to me. I just think you know, this football football is happening in Colorado right now, and uh, they kind of need to. They probably, I'm sure of all the people on earth, Dion Sanders is well aware of where his team is deficient <laughs> and, and where, what they need to address via the portal or just via
0: recruiting in general. So, I will say, and I'll I'll speak on Dion a little bit. I'll it's not a, I didn't you know, I didn't come out publicly and say it, but it like. And, and people have said it smarter than I am about to say it, but the mark of how he was going to be as a coach was how he's going to be when they lost. You know, sure. he can cut promos all day when they're, you know, bodying up TCU and stuff like that. But I think a lot of people were like, okay, well, let's see when, when things get off the tracks. And, and they've gotten pretty well off the tracks, and he's handled it as well as anybody could have handled it. Um, yeah. And so I'll give him credit for, like, surprisingly,
2: he's – Surprisingly serene. On he's the Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> very
0: calm and smart about it. And he says, yeah, we have – you know, we're not there yet. And – you know, we have these problems and um you know, so I I'll just give him credit for you know, I, I think I don't know I'm trying to think how I want to phrase this. I think um, he
2: gets straw manned a
0: little bit and people
2: just kind of assume that like yeah. he's uh the worst version of himself at all times. Right. And I don't I don't really think that's true. And no, I, I think not
0: fair. I, I would put his it was it was easy to do when he was winning, but I will put his job performance this year up against what anybody could have possibly done at Colorado. Plus he's worth tens of millions of dollars to Colorado. Sure. That somebody else wouldn't be. So I'll, I'll give him credit. He's done, he's done an outstanding job so far and and they're going to have problems the rest of the year. Cause the, the problems that everybody pointed out at the start of the year are still there. Like, yeah, the, you get, the, the, the,
2: you're not a hater. If you pointed out that like no, they were they're, they're not there yet. Year, and he's did. been on the job they're nine real. months upgrade everywhere so
0: yeah, yeah. but
2: anyhow yeah. um still so anyways just bit- wanted
0: to give him a little bit of credit there for the not on the field stuff and i think he's done very well with so.
2: right right we probably have exhausted our deon sanders like uh intense scrutiny microscope for the season though i would i would guess so it yeah. might be for the, might be for the best um you know i think he's going to be a menace recruiting uh for as long as he is the coach at wherever he is the coach so yep. uh we'll see how it goes okay let's move it on Kind of a weird, fun one in Columbia, South Carolina. Our Florida Gators uh, took down the South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, Friend of the podcast, Miles Brubacher, in attendance for this one. Some good-looking Cuban sandwiches I saw hot off the press. Love that Um, for him. You know, unfortunately, the the Cox could not get it done. Um, Up 10, South Carolina up 10 with about five and a half, six minutes to play in the game. Um, it's kind of a weird back and forth game. I I watched, I was unable to watch it live aside from sort of the final drive while I was standing at a playground, um, in downtown St. Augustine with my phone out, you know, wondering why it was skipping, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, two really good quarterback performances in this game, both quarterbacks played excellent. Um, and I think Florida was able to get a stop when they needed to at the end, uh, and Mertz. Let a drive and south carolina didn't put up a whole <laughs> didn't put up a whole lot of fight as uh florida pushed the ball down the field on that final drive to the point where we almost had a score too quick situation on our hands um but uh i think we had the comeback to earth spencer rattler interception there to pretty much ice the game followed by um a fun series of florida like wasting not, not wasting enough time before they need the ball on first down. They only like they kneeled the second. It really quickly. on Yes. They nailed it super quick. I think Napier was a little peeved about how that was going. I saw some waving across the field and stuff. And I think he realized that South Carolina probably was doing the right thing. Um, given that they're really down four points and, um, yeah, the announcers really seemed to be like surprised that Florida was not punting on the fourth down. Um, uh, there was like eight seconds left and they had, uh, Napier loves to do the intentional safety. This is not the first time he's done the intentional safety. Worked out for him. Um, merch ran out the back of the end zone, and then Florida was able to kind of snuff out the pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo kick return uh, at the end of the game there. So uh, I don't know. I think I mean this was a, I, it's South Carolina, but kind of a kind of a big important win for Billy and the Road Gators um, coming back. And he was he was stoked after the game very stoked so Can love you to believe see. we
1: get paid to do this yeah yeah he
2: gave just an all shucks interview for the ages um after this uh well,
0: like you said i don't think it was like it, there's a difference between a big win where it's like yes. that's a big win because you overachieved and you made it the tennessee
2: it. game was a big win for those right, games. right.
0: and then, yeah. but there's also big wins where you're like hey you really needed something and that was that and so i i think you know it It may not be as exciting, but it's probably just as important to a program. A program.
2: A program. Um, Florida seems like they were able to run the ball well. They pitched it around the yard pretty good. A little bit more in the, uh, you know, 10 to 20-yard downfield range as far as some of the passes, which I think was probably encouraging for all involved. And, um, yeah. Jordan, did you catch any of it?
1: Uh, I caught the end. Um, I had my eye on this score throughout the day and saw Florida down, down, down late in the fourth and then yeah. I switched to it uh, on one of my panels and saw that they were winning. All of a sudden I was like, what the <laughs> hell got into this? <laughs> like, this is wild. Um, we do want to point out, or I want to point out two quick things. Uh, thoughts and prayers to our guy, Coach Shane. Absolutely. Um, yeah.
3: He, I he cares this. so
1: much that he broke his foot kicking a water cooler in the aftermath of the lost. So, uh, we hope that heals up soon um i also want to say the more i listen to billy napier talk the more <laughs> i'm reminded of like some of the southern caricature characters that will farrell plays like the uh okay. car salesman in eastbound and down <laughs> and uh the uh the politician in the campaign he's kind of got that like almost fake accent welcome to the really F- F- like. show yeah <laughs> oh yeah so it's a complete joy to listen he, to yeah he to does speak. the like sort of like the slow
2: draw like you do you do definitely all the while <laughs> want to want to hear he, he also does a lot of the like hands out like from yeah. him like 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 he's looking around you know like look at all this Like we get we get to do this They're it like is... antennas yeah <laughs> it is it is good stuff um has been putting together, like, interesting, like, post-game, you know, video wraps for their their weeks um, on the, uh, I guess, the Gators football account or whatever on Instagram and, and probably Twitter, too. But uh, they've been really good. But his listening to him, like, whip himself into a frenzy before games, like, on behalf of the team is just delightful because the accent doesn't leave, but, like, he gets increasingly more excited. And he loves and to say things up. like, yeah. like, it's a privilege he loves to say it's a privilege to play this game like he he says that every every week um he he likes to like be excited about we get to put our hands on them like like he says that a lot too like you get to you know we've been practicing all week and now we get to get out there we get to put our hands on them and you know i, I love it you know they're, they're look, the players seem to be
1: responding to
0: i look forward to him finding uh some writing as good as locking the gates that's a high bar to set. and I well,
1: Maybe he can have it now that it's apparently not being used. It's, in, it's in the free domain. Yeah. Ain't no
0: gates being used in Greenville. I can tell you that. Ew. Ew. No.
2: All right. Too much talk about that yep. game, of course. Yeah, we're we will not we're talk, in a concerning will, pace for a we double we will, episode We here. will not talk about this one for too long. <laughs> Iowa at Wisconsin. We all made the under jokes. The under was, I think, 34. The under cashed comfortably, Uh, comfortably cashed. This was a disgusting football game brought to you by the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, You know, at at this point, I just got to say good. I'm I'm, you know, I'm good for them. I I really it's truly remarkable. The tightrope act that they do week in and week out like they never have like a like a corner fall down and just like they give up a touchdown pass like nothing their defense is so good and so like keeps the game so bottled up and their offense could not be worse. Have you guys seen their fat quarterback? No. Uh, you got to check this guy out. He's a load. Big deal. Husky boy. Yeah. Um. Guess how many uh, passing yards he's been averaging per game since installed as the starter.
1: 168. <laughs> no. no, no, less, less than 25% of that. What? Yeah,
2: Wait what Thirty, thirty-five, thirty-five thirty-five. Thirty-five passing yards a game is what is what uh is what oh, they're working on. I thought yeah, I was you, going comically low. Yeah, you thought you thought it was bad. It is so bad. That is
0: horrifying. So
2: yeah, they're the I mean, service academy offense. <laughs> yeah, they're not servicing much. Their punter's awesome.
1: Um, isn't
0: out. isn't what is is Iowa Nebraska this coming week and the over under is thirty? <laughs> Something like that.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> True sicko mode.
0: We,
2: we got Jeff Sims or 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 other at quarterback on one side and we have um, the Husky quarterback on the other side. Um, what's his name? It's like Lincoln something. You're just Lincoln assuming. would
1: be a good Nebraska quarterback name. Yeah. Deacon. His name is Deacon Hill. Oh, that yeah. is a thick boy name. <laughs> yeah. So, Deacon. Uh, pledge class for SAE.
2: Deacon Hill. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. But anyhow, um, things yeah, things are not going great for Iowa offense. But hey, we are we're
3: again. They're winning again, games. Guys,
2: it's time to start talking to your children about eleven and one Iowa having a non-zero chance to make the playoff if they pull off the do the funniest thing of all time and beat either the Michigan or, or Ohio State in the Big Ten in the last year of the Big Ten West. Um, I would die of loss. It would be great. So, okay. Auburn at LSU, I'm going to be honest, don't remember what happened here. I think LSU took care of business.
0: Not even a little bit. I LSU roughed know.
2: them up pretty good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll move on from that one. Missouri-Kentucky, the very rare uh, game turning on a fake punt in which the punter threw a pass and the receiver just mossed the guy and scored a touchdown. Uh, Kentucky was up 14 nothing. Missouri's didn't forth, we a touchdown I, here and then I, think I thought
0: about this last week? Didn't we Dude, didn't we take a dump on this particular fake punt literally last week? The
2: the yes, I think we did.
0: Yeah. I, I mean with. listen,
2: yeah. if you're gonna throw a 50-50 jump ball and that's like your best shot at, you know, then that's awesome. I mean
0: well, I'm happy
2: for you. But if you get received like Mizzou, maybe they ran Luther Burden out there and he he nabbed one.
0: More importantly, I think at this point it's pretty obvious that Eli Drinkwitz listens to the wheel route and wanted to prove a point
2: if there's one thing that is for sure true it is that right. the, the ultra nerd um it's nice. he's a true, a true sicko uh yeah so anyhow mizzou takes down kentucky kentucky yet again continues to fart around after beating florida like they do every year it's one of my personal gripes and why i think that mark stoops is going to look great in dark green and white next year all right <laughs> uh let's go to georgia southern at jmu jason the Dukes, the Dukes are, are,
0: are a wagon. The Dukes, the Dukes, I believe, have reached wagon status. They put the absolute pause on the Eagles. Um, Love it. I did not see this coming. I think I expressed concerns about uh, the pass defense going against a very pass happy offense. Uh, those concerns were very unfounded. Um. <laughs> Jason, Jason has his finger on the pulse of the team. Yeah, clearly I am uh, still very connected. But um, <laughs> well, hey, Jason seems same, to be doing that? the thing
1: that I sometimes do with the better UVA basketball teams, where I can only see the like the yeah. flaws. Yeah, and they seem so much bigger than they actually are because I see them all. Yep. And, right. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I, I appreciate that bailout, Jordan. Let's go with that. I like that Jason, a lot.
2: it does seem that their defense has turned a corner since not having to face Anthony Calandria, which, you know, yeah. happens see, to a lot of defenses. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think – well, I also think, I think the bye week was good. I believe we got at least one of the linebackers that we were missing for like the first month back. Um, and I think, it, you know, not to get – Two in the weeds, Slacks excusey, but like the line Is he the
1: quarterback the, of the defense?
0: Yeah, not to state the extreme obvious that the two guys in the middle of the defense are very crucial. But like um our defensive line being as good as they are and blitzing only four as much as we often do, like those linebackers hitting their fits and that sort of thing are basically the entire defense. And so um I think that having having them back has been huge. I think the secondary has played much better in the last two weeks, uh, I guess three weeks, counting the bye. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I, the Dukes look very good. I mean, they they for those that didn't know, 41-13 over Georgia Southern. They just absolutely yeah. put them under the dirt, and that's a good Georgia Southern team. Uh, they had one loss, I believe, to Wisconsin, and that was the only loss they'd had. Um, the Actually, the Troy and South Alabama losses look better every week. Like, those two are just – decapitating teams oh yeah um so uh yeah first Troy, team outside first team Troy outside teams.
2: like for real Troy seems really good yeah so no those um,
0: are that's two very good teams that we beat um
2: absolutely so quick quick timeout I just want to circle back to our guy Deacon Hill real quick in sure. case you're wondering Jason Deacon Hill on the season is 27 of 70 for three, for 311 yards that's that's good for a 38.6 Percentage 4.4 uh average yards.
0: That's genuinely 4
2: horrifying. 4.4 is his just average per completion. Yeah. Uh, along of 33, which is surprising because he threw I mean, for 38 yards last good for game. Him. Um anyhow, okay. Well just, you know, in, in case you were wondering like how it really was with Iowa, it, it really is.
0: It really is about that.
2: They really no. are like that.
0: Yeah. Um like <laughs> that. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll we'll get into what's coming next for the Dukes uh, a bit later. But
3: Absolutely.
0: at the halfway point, six and first team outside the both top twenty fives, the the pseudo number six or number twenty six in both polls. Um, the Dukes are good. A little sure. another little mini uproar today because uh, Charlie Baker, NCAA president, replied to the Virginia Attorney General basically saying, like, yeah, we're not giving them a waiver, and so everybody got pissed at him again, even though that was the most predictable thing in the world. Um, so, yeah. Why, but why, I, do you,
2: why do you even respond? What's the point of responding?
0: I think you there's a very real chance that he has to, like, officially respond, and that yeah. it also might help on the legal side to show that you replied document. to the attorney general of a state. Document, um, document, document. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, uh, the Duke's officially bowl-eligible, um, so long as there are not the prerequisite number of six-win teams, and I am kind of skeptical that we will get there. I think it's probably better than a coin flip that the Dukes are in a bowl this year, but um, still need other people's help for sure. But right. the Dukes are very good. They're fun to watch right now.
2: Absolutely. Love to see it. All okay. right, Jordan, wrap us, wrap us through Pickville. I'm sure we all crushed it.
1: All right, uh, before we go to Pickville real quick, I do want to point out one other game. Uh, Arkansas was at Alabama. Yes. And very well could have won this game. Yeah. Um, Alabama got up 24-6 in the third, fourth quarter. K.J. Jefferson uh, made some incredible plays, dragged the Hogs back to within a sniff of the lead pretty mm-hmm. much all by himself. Um, but Jalen Milroe made like one or two throws at the end. And, uh, yeah, Jalen, play. played great in the first half and did not did. in the second
2: half. Yeah. And that was just like, Shocking. it was a like very classic tale to have situation. We yeah. had an incredible individual effort by KJ Jefferson on one play in this game, like heaving Dallas Turner to the ground, um, while he was being spun around and, you know, I think he completed the pass or something. So
1: yeah, got a good, uh, sound clip out of coach Sabin's presser. Yes. Off, off that one, I, none of us are going to do it justice, so you guys can go look it up on the internet yourselves. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you'll know it when you find it. Um, all right, on to Pickville. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. We had our second push of the year. Um, <laughs> otherwise.
0: And we all saw it coming. We all got excited for it.
1: Otherwise, I did well, and Jason Logan have had better weeks. Not right. so much. Yep. And, and we'll leave it at that. Um, so Oregon at Washington was our first one 3.30 p.m. This was our push Washington ended up pulling it out by three Michael Big Penix energy himself uh, Kind of a Heisman moment there On that go-ahead drive Like, That's right Took the ball down Threw an absolute dime uh, To his guy in the end zone um, Fun game to watch the overhit yeah. uh we had yeah this was Knicks not looking awful on the road at times which was yeah. good to see um tough college kicker situation at the end for Oregon yeah. uh they get the ball centered in the field and uh that turns out that wasn't the tee box spot to hit a push fade from so. <laughs> Very few T Box spots are
2: the spot to just wipe one way right there. But you know, that happens. Again,
3: whom's the most <laughs>
0: That's right. Uh yeah, no, I this game was awesome. Um this game with combined with Red River gave us back to back weeks of like banger games. Yeah. Uh, that lived, lived up to the not inconsiderable hype. Um and so frankly, like you only get, like, a couple of those games a year. So if we don't have any more, we just have to remember those two. But um, very cool to get to get those two back-to-back. And this was 3.30? You have it written down. Yeah. yeah. So, like, right in the heart of the afternoon, um, I got to watch all of it after getting home from the JMU game. Um, just a very, very high-level football game. And, like, another one where, um, you know, we said it about Texas, Oklahoma. I, I don't think it was bad defense, at any real point. I think it was just like two very talented offenses and yeah. um Pinnick's put some balls freaking on the the logo in the middle of jerseys. like some of his deep ball is is not safe for work. Um I love it very much. But um yeah, just and a it's very
1: more because, very... like he's a lefty and so Yeah.
0: It looks funny coming out of his throw
1: looks odd, but he does not have like uh, a classically beautiful motion regardless no. of what side is side you're throwing from
0: now the, d- uh, the delivery is not is not what's graphic about it and then it comes out of its hand like it's from a jugs machine it's awesome
2: <laughs> yeah no jason i think you made the point i was going to make the like, between red river and this like just awesome game fun environment well played um do you guys have any hot takes on Dan Landing game management um, that you want to get off? I thought the yeah. I thought the the go for it at the end was I like that um, yeah. the kind of like two for one thing like that was cool. I do tend to agree with him that like not kicking the field goal at the end of the first half like I guess you could you don't get any you don't gain any sort of possession by not kicking the field goal and you maybe would like to have the points in a game that you think is going to be close. They didn't run great plays on on either of those. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. like doing sort Still of a slow sprint out, like flood yeah. right, and then try to like bury the ball at someone's feet isn't exactly great. Now, execution could have been better on both of those. If you score a touchdown there and you, you know, convert the other one, then you win the game probably by, a, 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 you know, maybe even a comfortable margin. So,
0: yeah, I, I think I, I've, I'm i very much in the exact same boat and in the same boat as Dan Lining of um, even if I hadn't been uh, otherwise interested in the halftime score, um, I, I do think that the halftime going for it was not needed at best and a bad idea at worst. And and, and yeah, just I I hated that play call, uh, but I, I definitely. I'm on board with going for it there at the end. Um, yeah. I mean, Penix I just, is pretty- I, I do
2: like if you're going to be an aggressive guy that like you stick to your guns and be an aggressive guy though. So I, I don't, I yeah, do appreciate correct. that. Like Lane Kiffin does it like, I think stupidly sometimes like he'll just like go for it on like fourth and seven at like the 30 in like the middle of yeah. the third quarter Yeah, and be like, brand. like, okay, that's not exactly a brand, but um, I think the full cast pointed out too, that Dan landing does a tremendous job of, of leaning into the analytics, but also still being like, jock guy yeah. um <laughs> like he, he does it but he does it like for he's an analytics based guy but he's also like right. ferocious and and aggressive with, with and how I, he does i do things, think
0: so there's probably there's go. probably some like un like uncalculatable that's not a word um i don't know what word i'm trying to think of
1: Uncalculable. Un, incalculable. incalculable
0: thank you um <laughs> like effect on the team of like no this is sure. who we're gonna be and that like that probably yeah, has an effect elsewhere too we'll yeah. Like,
1: yeah we're we're foot on the gas. We're doing this. Right. Not, not
0: playing it safe. And so and th- so that that's pretty that's pretty reasonable uh of of a reason to go for it more than is, you know, mathematically smart or in the game smart. But right. yeah, I, I don't think he has anything to apologize for for the one going forward there at the end. I think that was with as much as Washington was moving it, I don't blame him at all. So well
2: it seems like they have a like a whole host of two-point conversion plays, so why can't they run one of those when they need, like, a fourth and three? You yeah, know, I, like, I, where's your... <laughs> like, I, I don't the, know. The right?
0: sprint out with 12 yards to work with is, is just not one of my favorites.
2: Right, right. And and Nix played fine, but he didn't have his best day at the office. I think no. he wasn't quite as sharp as... I mean, yeah. in, in comparison to Penix, like, it's tough probably to look that good, because Penix has been just a man on fire all year. And Nix has been great as well, too, so... Um, but I, I just think that... uh I would be interested in these two teams playing again because I think yes. it would be, I think it would be cool. And I am down on, um, I think we kind of like were su- pleasantly surprised with how the PAC 12 was going. And I think these two teams are clearly the best two teams in the PAC 12.
1: Yep. I would agree. All right. Game number two, Texas A&M at Tennessee. This was kind of fun. It was not as crisp
3: it
1: as uh, aesthetically pleasing as Oregon Washington was, um, but it had its moments. Um, we had Max Johnson continuing to just take absolute kicks in the teeth, <laughs> in the pocket. <laughs> he holds thro-
2: the ball so long.
1: So I texted you guys about his wild throwaway uh, this week. I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but he basically did like a chess pass while falling backwards and Lovely. that it barely made it to the area of a nearby receiver. Um, but yeah, I think, um, te- like Tennessee ended up winning this game Their their strength seemed to be not relying too much on Joe Milton. Um, which is tough if you're a Joe Milton guy, but yeah. they they were able to run the ball inside really well. Uh, special teams had had some good moments, um, and they yeah they just did not ask Milton to do much at all, uh, which I think is where they're at their best. Um, I don't I don't recall any like oh what a bomb he just threw plays. He he did make some nice. Uh, pickups with his legs as well but this was a uh, ground him and pound him especially in the second half by Tennessee that ended up doing the job <clears throat>
2: what's up with Texas a ms offensive situation is is are they is their quarterback limiting them that much it just seems like whoever plays quarterback is always so underwhelming I mean it's been like Haynes King and Max Johnson and this Connor Connor Wiegman, like I thought, was like fine, but like I yeah, I I can't recall a Texas A&M quarterback under Jimbo being like. I mean, was what? Kellen was Kellen Mond like? Are we going to be talking about the Kellen Mond days as if like that was the pinnacle of Jimbo quarterbacking in Texas A&M so far? He's been there for oh, six so years. Wistful.
0: So wistful thinking about Kellen Mond.
2: He's been there for six years, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, been this is lost- we, we kind of touched on this when it was we were talking like this is just kind of who he is now like he's never I don't know if he's going to ever have a quarterback there that can run things the way he needs to and I don't know if he's ever going to be more than a eight and four guy with bottomless oil money and so yeah I think it's (laughs) I mean it's 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 a a very weird situation considering like he he won a national title like I don't know
2: right he's got the same I mean I I, we all do the, the the fun stats but I'm pretty sure they've got about the same exact record as someone had at this point. If not someone had been run off by now. Yep. Um for well, I think I having saw the today, same performance.
1: A and M's lost eight consecutive road games. Ah, Billy <laughs> Napier's music. Yeah. So rest <laughs> easy, Billy. Yeah, hasn't it been it
0: you. wasn't it it's two thousand twenty one, right? Their last law or the last road win.
1: It, it's gotta be. Yeah. Guys, I think I saw
2: that Miami has lost like an insane number of consecutive home ACC games. Have you seen that? I think that's right. I believe They've that's correct. Like five straight home ACC Spencer games. Spencer Hall called it the reverse Billy Napier. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> The hard, you don't come into the hard. Just kidding. Everybody comes in there, evidently. that's how it goes. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm fixing m is just like confounding to me. Uh, they're amassing a, a tremendous amount of talent and they, they like not even they don't do anything even well enough to like approximate like an Iowa type performance because they're not yeah. good enough on defense to like just absolutely play negative football and sit on people. And then they just kind of are ineffective on offense enough that they move it a little bit and then they just kind of exist in this sort of weird middle ground. Um, it does keep them in games, I suppose. It's not like they were out of this game, but I mean, you got to have other teams point, in games too you know, as well. You hire Bobby Petrino to come and call plays, you kind of I would have thought things would have gone a little bit better. I and I thought they were at the beginning of the year looking a little bit more active. Maybe the quarterback thing is a big deal. So maybe Wigman we, got hurt and Max Johnson is as we as we see, one of those
1: quarterbacks that keeps both teams in the game. Indeed he is. Game number three. We had another quarterback uh keep the other team in the game. Yeah, surprisingly. From, from right out the gate, essentially. Uh, USC was at Notre Dame. Notre Dame were favored at home by two and a half. We all jumped on the Trojans. We all jumped on <laughs> the best player on the field. He was not on this night. Yeah, um, they had him sniffed out. Yeah, this this game smacked of a like early Mac Brown second era north carolina team (laughs) of like yeah this team can score but they're soft like yes
2: oh oh yeah i mean even that's very well said jordan good good on you i love that um yeah it was it was weird i think i i kind of like roll my eyes usually at like the soft thing it's totally true it's 100 percent true for the crsc team like they they they're the
1: definition of of Soft. I mean, their defense actually played fine in this game, yeah, too. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, this is not – this is, without a doubt, not the worst. Not no. even close to the worst. Because I, I think Notre Dame
2: game. is fairly pedestrian on offense, to be honest. Like, again, they kind of keep a lot of stuff in between, in between the hashes and don't you know. do a whole lot. And, you know, they, they moved a little bit. Handsome Sam was handsome, and that was about it. But, um
3: I don't know, just –
2: USC yes, turned the ball over a bunch, which I don't think you necessarily expected. I don't know if Caleb was pressing or felt like he had to do too much or if he's just been empowered to be able to do too much against well, the teams he's, he's just played so far.
1: So much oh, yeah. that he like expects to, and that got him in trouble in this game. Um, to <laughs> Notre Dame's Bad. credit, I thought their defensive line and linebackers did a really good job of – applying pressure without losing edges and like keeping Caleb Williams in the pocket. Yep. Um their outside rushers didn't get too far up the field. Their inside rushers didn't let the C part and let him scramble up the middle. Uh So yeah, like I was very impressed by the amount of juice Notre Dame had given like I've mentioned over the last several weeks how tired they looked. Um right. They they looked great, so good on them. Yeah,
2: they they took advantage of all the you know short fields and everything, and did exactly what you're supposed to do in a game like that. Kind of left no doubt. And and USC also like gives up, a, throws a pick six, gives up a, a kickoff return for a touchdown after they finally cut a two two score lead. Like it was just like such a classic performance of like inability to get back in the game, softness, if you yeah, will. Yeah, so. soft. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think I saw, like, I saw the pregame, and I remembered, like, oh, dang, this is in South Bend, and it's October now. It's going to be chilly. The The Southern California boys might struggle with this. <laughs> and then I Lincoln, watched the first, first two even... possessions and was like, oh, yeah, they're done. <laughs> it's not. This isn't good. The, the vibes
2: are not up. Yeah, Lincoln Riley even just seemed, like, kind of, like, I don't know. He didn't seem into it on the sideline. It was just weird. Which is strange. Strange all around. Well, let's keep an eye on USC. Things could get weird there,
1: especially once uh, the NFL starts clearing out some openings.
2: Right. Well, you know,
1: I think that's when college silly season is really, yes. really going to kick into gear this For year, sure. especially. Jason, do you have any uh, USC Notre Dame?
0: No, I didn't actually. I didn't see a down of this game, but um, hmm. from everything I I saw, like little clips and highlights, and it seemed as though. Everything you said was correct. Of just like they have very real problems going against talented teams.
1: Yeah, I would say, especially against physical teams. Yes, like they are. They are more talented than Notre Dame is, but Notre Dame wanted it more.
3: Just
2: straight up tougher.
1: To, was willing to throw nails and hammers at them, and it worked. Well, let's put a pin in that because I think we're picking the USC game this week
2: and they are playing a certain team that is is known for some physicality.
1: Yeah, we'll put a pin in that. Uh, Speaking of Mac Brown at North Carolina, game number four, (laughs) Miami was at North Carolina. Early round two, Mac Brown. (laughs) Yeah. Real ones know what I was getting out there. Um, Carolina took care of business. They did, I, like I said, they would. This this felt like the <laughs> easiest pick on the board. Um, yeah, I I don't get to gloat often, but when I do, I I will take my opportunity. I was on Miami I was on, made I this a game too, to like right? the first. What was I on North Carolina too? Yeah, yeah so I was, was the only first. one on Miami. Oh, okay. Um, Miami like kept a, kept in touch, kept close, uh, for two-ish quarters not then... a very good first half out of may they
2: they seem to kind of have him a little confused i think he was below 50 percent completion percentage the first half which no. seems uncharacteristic tez walker is really good yep side, side note i can see i i under i kind of get it I, you, you sort of understand why uh, maybe uh, there was a lot of public grousing about him not being on the team because he makes them like very dangerous um having, like, a legitimate go-to NFL body at receiver just plugged in in the middle of the year. May looks really good in the second half. Um, they beat uh, – um, what's the – God, Van – Van, what's his name? What's the Van quarterback? Dyke. For Van Dyke. Jeez Louise. I, I shorted out there. Um, they had – Van Dyke looked – he did not look like he was having a good time in this game. Like, there was a lot of, like, his offensive linemen picking him up off the ground and him having to do the, like – Ginger, shake out the cobwebs. Walk back to the to the sideline. Um, yeah, I mean, they had him confused through some picks. It was just a tough scene all around. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. North Carolina is better right now. Better on the lines of scrimmage. Better quarterback. Better receivers. Um, seems to just kind of like have a better plan for what they want to do. Uh, we had the rare. Defensive coordinator gets a 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty in this game. Did you guys see that? I heard about it. I don't recall. Gifted a first down to um, North Carolina. Miami's defensive coordinator was livid about something and was out like 40 yards out onto the field, like throwing the Denny's menu and like just uh, mfing some player. I think that was like coming off the field or something. And, and yeah, it was a it was a whole thing. But it's um, got a little Trent Dilfer in him. Yeah, he had the, the shacket. The shacket was, uh, was was way out on the field, and he caught a penalty there. So that was kind of funny. But yeah, I don't know. Mario doesn't really seem to have... He doesn't have a lot of gravitas in my mind. I find it interesting that he's such oh, like a,
0: a I was compelling... Gonna say he's a hellacious recruiter, so I don't know. Well, that's what
1: I'm saying. Like I, I, I mean, you could kind of... Maybe he's just better in living rooms.
0: Might be. <laughs> sure. Much like Shag
2: Carpet. He's better in living rooms. No, I yeah, knew we gonna... were
0: going to go some direction with that, and I had no idea which direction we <laughs> was going to go. So I'm happy you went with Chad. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't know. I, I mean, it's kind of easy for me to like have a, a slight hater take there, but um,
1: well, he's earned it.
2: Yeah, he, he certainly has. So I don't know who Miami's got next, but they they need to kind of regroup and try to like get a, get a dub here because things. Thanks for the cool little <laughs> Things can get a little, a little fuzzy for them.
1: That's all. Let's keep it moving. Uh, final game of the night. We we took it to the Pac-12 that Ugh. got finished before curfew. UCLA was at Oregon State. Oregon State uh, got me the cover here, which as as one of the longest time DJU supporters on this program. <laughs> <laughs> Just really warmed you, my heart.
0: You deserved it. You deserved I it. I
1: didn't I didn't watch a single solitary second of this game. Um, 36-24, Oregon State. Good for the Beavers, man. Like yeah, man, that team was bad not yeah. too long ago.
2: They yeah, look like, they know, frisky, were frisky, man. One point five seasons ago, they were
1: real bad. And yeah. now they're not.
0: So good for them. So, DJ, you played like very well in this game, didn't you?
1: I would imagine so.
0: Let me let me see if I can find some statistical a, analysis.
1: I think UCLA statistically had one of the best
2: defenses in the country yeah. running through the first like uh, first half of the season, and um, I don't think Dante Moore had a great game. I think he had a freshman game, which you know yeah. okay. those those are gonna happen.
0: So DJ, DJ just he was fourteen to twenty four for two sixty six and two touchdowns. So not otherworldly, wow. but very serviceable. sounds like
1: for as many as. Deacon Hill Damn. has all season. You beat me to it. That's six Deacon Hill performances, right.
0: Also, four, 266 yards on 14 completions is uh, hucking the pill around the yard. So, respect. Uh, God,
2: this is, yeah, he's got sounds, an arm. He used to play up, baseball. Downright
1: erotic. I love it. it sounds great. <laughs> oh,
2: I, love, I love to go yard. So.
1: Yeah, I think I caught the very end of this game when UCLA was trying to make a game of it. And I saw <laughs> Chip Kelly... With some like very, ah, I do have a freshman quarterback here. Moments, <laughs> yeah. And yeah they're like, like I think Moore took a bad sack on a fourth down, mm-hmm. with like two minutes left, and they they got him in slow motion coming off. And Chip's like, you have to throw the ball. Like, right <laughs> you can't you cannot hold on to the ball there you have to throw it <laughs> james so. franklin would disagree you do not have to throw it i mean come on well as jason shared with us we, he was caught on tape yelling chuck it
0: might practice. be coming around yeah, or he's right. just making fun of somebody either way
2: uh, so we'll I'm, thinking, I'm thinking i'm thinking I'm thinking he's being sassy you know i'm here for sassy james Franklin. yeah
0: I, he should be sassy i like it this is a strange man all
1: right well all right. um Week, for, eight. Good, good uh, week eight, let's do it. we're Listeners, take a bathroom break if you need it. Refresh your bevvy. Uh, go take your coffee poop if this is morning time at work for you. Um, <laughs> hit pause or don't. We'll we'll come along with you in spirit.
2: Splish splash. We're with you in the stall. Welcome back. Week eight. Let's bounce around a little bit. All right, Wazoo at Oregon. This one seems like you know could be fun. I think Wazoo. Caught an L this past weekend um, and that we were not totally planning unexpected on.
1: unexpected L. Yes, an Oof.
2: unexpected L. And uh, so, also, side note, so did Louisville. Um, I don't know that yeah. we, we properly mentioned that Pittsburgh, Billy the, Napier must have been the in The Panthers and, were involved. And talked about putting their hands on them because the Pitt Panthers put their hands on them, uh, which was kind of strange. Um, I feel a little bit vindicated, Jason, in that we sat through that whole Louisville, uh, NC State game, wondering what the hell these two teams were, yeah. and then like Louisville went on a heater for two weeks, just Wild. an unbelievable heater, and uh, kind of came. Probably this is maybe crashing back to earth a little bit here. So um, I'm not
0: gonna I'm not gonna come out and and emphatically scream that they are who we thought they were yet because they could right. still make us look very dumb, but that looked more like we thought they were.
2: I'm telling you that Louisville. Uh, Oklahoma State matchup in the Gator Bowl—it's just looking awesome. Can't oh, it's wait. Moving.
1: That's it's, it's, it's I, a, if, if that's the matchup, I'll come to oh, the wait. Gator Bowl. That <laughs> <you> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, just, I was trying to think of ACC. It is a very
0: matchup. that's a very Jacksonville matchup, and I would support it.
2: Oh yeah, I mean that's fine. Yeah. I, I watched uh, I watched
1: UVA play Texas Tech in Texas, Texas Tech. Bowl.
0: Michael uh-huh.
2: Simpson
1: had a 99-yard touchdown running that game. Was that the Chris Long cornrose game? I believe it was <laughs> also very Jacksonville. <laughs> so, all right. Well,
2: UBA um, is at North Carolina. Can't can't think that this is um,
1: it's the South's oldest rivalry. The oldest in the South. also
0: Jordan's yeah. just Jordan's just angry because he can't put money on this one.
1: Oh, I can, but uh, I'm choosing not to. Wow! <laughs> Look at this guy um, as a as a real scumbag. I have found. Uh, That's... Alter, alternate garbage bins to take
0: I, I would expect nothing less. I'm very proud of you. But yeah, this is going to be a weird game.
1: The lines right around 24 for those. Yeah, that's there. Feels about feels about right to maybe a little low. I feel <laughs> like we're getting robbed of an Anthony
2: Calandria experience. Yeah, this um, seems ever like... since ever since musket came back. Like, yeah, they got a win, and he looks mostly the same as Calandria. But Calandria just. Really had things cooking in, in, at like a different level of, of excitement that so was drawing me to the games.
1: This this was the one point I wanted to bring up. If you're Tony Elliott, and you want to cover this game, you play Tony Musket. If you want to play to win this game, you play Anthony Claudio. You let AC get in there and spin it. Yeah, yeah. You might lose by fifty six <laughs> with AC back there. Like, like he gives you the best chance to win in a twisted chaotic way. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Yeah. So, okay. I'll watch. I'll, I'll pray for the, the who's and their health. Um, it almost feels like one of those games where North Carolina just like could also just win by 13 and put it on cruise control Yeah. by the middle of the second quarter. A little bit of a letdown post,
2: you know, not really want to put too much
1: on film. And, uh, but well, we'll
2: see. Right, Drake may small hands. Potential wet this, ball situation. This has also
1: turned into an annual <laughs> like, what North Carolina receiver makes themselves a ton of money in this year's draft? uh <laughs> It was Deami Brown a couple years ago, maybe a couple years in a row for him, even. Sure. But, uh,
2: yeah, Te- I'll watch. Tez, Tez Walker looks like he's going to be making some money. Uh, he he will not be going pro in something other than football. I think football is yes. his thing that he's going to go pro soon. in. Not anytime soon. That's for sure. Uh, all right, Michigan is at Michigan State. i only put this on here because we have a potential extremely toxic environment situation after the brawl last year and just the ongoing stuff. I don't really think that much um, should be. You know, we haven't really talked about Michigan that much. They haven't beat anybody, you could say, but they have been absolutely waxing teams and they've been doing like what I think we would like Georgia to do uh, every week. Um, Now they haven't really played anybody and I don't really think that matters because, you know, they kind of did this last year too and then lost to TCU in the playoffs. So, um, you know, these things, these things happen and you got to win games against teams um, that you can take it to. And again, I will stand on my take that like, I don't think anybody does what Georgia does as good as, with as good of players as Georgia. So if you're going to be Michigan and you're going to kind of, want to want to mix it up with georgia then you
3: gotta probably you're, find a different route yeah Michigan i hope, I hope your
2: players georgia. yes i hope your players are ready to roll and, and georgia looks m- maybe a little bit more gettable this year but i don't know they kind of have it cranked up although bowers is hurt now so um yeah tbd Bummer. tbd on that one i just i wanted to put a pin in this just because you know we might get we might get like a you know helmet launch at the beginning yeah. of the game or something
0: a legal alert whatever that is um, <laughs> yeah.
2: Right, and then we have Clemson at Miami. Just a battle of unranked ACC teams here. with A couple losses. Just no like everybody at, expected. No, no chance at anything meaningful. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know.
0: We can talk about uh, Dabo coming out with his quotes this week. Do you guys read those? No, no. So he came out. Let me. Uh, I'm not able to find. He I'll, essentially I'll, I'll, came no. out and say what? You're good. You're good. Okay. He he essentially came out and you know it, it kind of started with like a. Uh, And and a little bit of an understandable frustration of like the expectations here now are perfect or nothing, which is like, kind of takes away from some very, very good, like worthy of pride Clemson teams. Um, But then he like just kept going and was just like, you know what, sometimes you kind of need to like get some people off the bandwagon and like (laughs) like, some some soft fans off the bandwagon. And he was like, you know, sometimes maybe this is good for that reason. and. Um you know I don't I don't mind these kind of trials cuz you find out who the real fans are I was like I got spicy in a hurry like
1: <laughs> just like what a what a weird thing to just like yeah. like lash out at the fans yes. and well in his head he's probably like man there's been a lot of new faces showing up to these luncheons <laughs> was, at the country club I don't not, recognize I'm these not donors comfortable at all. with it I hate yep.
2: the transfer portal. These these fans are transfer portaling into my program. Yeah. And, I, and that is one thing that I hate the most is the ability to fix obvious flaws of my team. Yeah. Um, this is a home game for Miami. So just keep an eye out. What time's kickoff? I think it's in the, maybe in the afternoon. I'm sorry. I still have Deacon Hills um, stats pulled up. It's uh,
1: understandable. So,
2: so let's uh, let's find out. I think it's in the afternoon, like not noon, but uh, Miami. Oh, comes, while you're yeah, looking. it's a night game, 8,
1: 8, 8 p.m. ACC Network. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, while you're looking, and we're talking about time slots. Stephen uh, A. might be on the call. The South Soldist rivalry has the 6.30 on the CW this weekend. Oh, yes. So get ready for some magic.
2: <laughs> Type in CW on my – You know,
1: record. for a network that's so, that shows so many – Superhero programs allegedly, it, it will be a shame that Anthony Clandry will be on the bench. That's Absolutely.
0: great. That's great work, Jordan. I'm very proud of you for saying yeah. well,
1: well done. Well done. Yeah. Um, I,
2: that's all I had as far as games It kind of set up to me to get us on a bye. Um, we get obviously some games to pick here. Minnesota's at Iowa, so probably the last like decent test for Iowa until. <laughs> The Big Ten
0: Championship. Game. There's, a, like, there's a very like. I don't know
2: that Minnesota's very good. I, I mean, I don't think Minnesota great, but like they played Northwestern, Rutgers, Illinois, Nebraska after this week. Yeah.
0: Oof. So like, <clears> what <throat> happens if Iowa goes twelve and one? Eleven and one.
2: well. Eleven and one. They, they, well, 11 and one. By, whatever. Whatever it lose, is. They're gonna lose I by think? forty-five to Michigan in the Big Ten Championship game. Practically. Yeah. However, we can. I'm totally down to entertain what happens if they win the Big Ten Championship game and then we have to shove Iowa into the playoffs. <laughs> over and, one lost Michigan. And, and one lost Michigan gets out and Ohio State makes it in because they, they – so Because they were idle for the Big Ten championship. Oh, dude, can you imagine? Yes. I would give it cry. to me right now. Just give and it all to me. Georgia loses to Alabama in the SEC Championship game and they miss out because their strength of schedule blows. Alabama's already <laughs> out. You got no SEC teams and Iowa in the in the playoff. I would in Washington and Oregon. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. Oregon gets a revenge game, cancels
1: their loss out, and uh, North Carolina probably <laughs> 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 the, the ultimate. Situation. We uh,
0: we have not rectified the the ACC situation yet, have we? Uh, what do you mean? Of the the three undefeated teams that don't play each other.
2: I don't think we have rectified that. I
0: don't. I don't know.
2: I don't know what the plan is well, who for are rectification three right now. Doesn't North Carolina play
0: Florida State though? I don't think any of them play any of them.
2: How does Florida State not play? How How can that be? How can those teams? What <laughs>
0: North,
1: is North going Carolina? On? <laughs> what do we Florida think State, is happening here? Who's the third? Who am I forgetting?
0: Oh, it might have been Louisville. It that yeah, it Louisville might have Louisville. might have rectified itself. Hold on, I cannot. Gosh. Get your website together, Atlantic Coast Conference.
1: I was gonna say, Coach Narduzzi just went coastal on Louisville's <laughs> white. Right.
0: A. I think it might have uh, been. I think it might have been them because yeah. Now it's the only undefeated teams are Florida State, UNC, and Duke, and Florida State and Duke play this week. So okay, it's it's rectified. Duke's not, We're good.
1: Duke's not undefeated, undefeated anymore either.
0: No, but they're undefeated in conference, are they?
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but we can we can look ahead here. So they got Florida State as Duke
2: at Wake. At Pitt, the Pitt super weapon is warming up. You got to look out for them. Uh, then, Waltz in then the Heinz Field. Then they have a weird end. They play versus Miami at home on eleven <laughs> eleven, North North Alabama, and then they play at Florida. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> North Carolina, yeah, that's wild that they don't play. I thought North Carolina
1: Florida State always happened, but I guess the new ACC schedule doesn't allow for that.
0: Yeah, I think it. It happened in the Coastal, didn't it?
1: No, Florida State was an Atlantic team.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. No, never yeah. mind. I don't know. Anyways.
2: North Carolina does play Clemson and NC State and Duke.
1: Yeah, I would have imagined NC State was probably North Carolina's permanent crossover opponent. Probably. Um,
2: Not UVA, the, the South oldest rivalry?
1: No, they were both Coastal teams, Logan.
2: Oh, that's true. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're talking about the old, the old country. Yes, the the legends and leaders divisions. <laughs> okay, let's let's do it. Let's pick some games. Uh, before we go to Pickville, a couple of games caught the twinkle of my eye. We've let's got UCF at Oklahoma, the Dylan Gabriel Bowl <laughs> Memorial <laughs> Race for the Cure, Dylan Gabriel Revenge Game. Huh? Uh, if you're a real Nasty boy or girl, Boston College is at Georgia Tech.
0: Oh, yeah. If
1: you're a nasty girl, Boston College is at Georgia Tech.
2: <laughs> That's right. A couple of nasty girl schools right there, if I've, if I've ever think, think yeah. of them. Jesuit school and an engineering program. <laughs> all the nasty
1: girls. Uh, Texas is at Houston. Um, I'm sure all the high school coaches and recruits be a buzz. Uh, is is this the straw that breaks Dana's back? Could Dana get a signature win in whatever year this is? Um, South Carolina, Carolina at uh, What else do we have? Uh, Oklahoma State at West Virginia. Yes. You know, uh, a meeting of neighbors, as as we sometimes say. A
2: classic Big Twelve. Just clash right there at this
1: point. Showdown. All right, let's go to Pickville. Let's do it. We are starting on Thursday night. That's tomorrow night as we record. That's tonight, if you listen, when this drops Wednesday morning. The Dukes of James Madison traveled to Huntington, West Virginia. Uh, I got a little geography lesson today while we were waiting for Logan to sort out some technical issues. Did not realize... How far west, in West Virginia, Huntington yeah. exists. So hmm. learn something new every day.
0: It's out there. It's in the sticks.
1: Uh, the Marshall Thundering herd are the home dogs in this one. JMU's favored by three and a half on the road. And our resident JMU slash Texas slash TCU fan <laughs> this gets to start us off.
0: I mean, first of all, I want to say how honored I am that, that JMU making its first appearance in Pickville, uh, I realized that there's a, a non-zero chance that I had something to do with it being this long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just just a big moment for all of us. And yeah, you, uh, you don't
2: have to Kirk Herbstreit yourself anymore, and you know, I recuse myself, recuse yourself, yeah, and, exactly. and fluff your fluff your own numbers by not having to pick tough games. Yeah,
0: that's right. Um, that's that's what I've been doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, this uh so Jamie was actually never beaten Marshall in football <laughs> um, dating wow. back to the, the one AA days. Um, they came to Harrisonburg last year and uh, it was a good game for about 20, 25 minutes and then they just beat our breaks off for a good half hour. Um, so it, this is a very good Marshall team. They're very um, very solid up front. Uh, they play very good pass defense. Uh, but they very much like to run the ball, and uh, JMU stops the run pretty good. It's uh, one of their – I don't know if it was an offensive lineman or what. In a press conference, it's obviously making the rounds on the crazy parts of JMU Twitter, but he got asked, like, hey, their rush defense numbers are crazy. Like, what do you think that is? And the Marshall guy was like, yeah, I don't think teams try to run on them very much. Um, I think that's pretty much the biggest reason. It's Nice. It's, I don't, that's not how math works, my man. Um, but – um so the reason oh, that the you're playing
1: from behind jason you don't run well, the ball
0: that's fair but um so anyways i think i think that's a that's a big strength on strength situation which will be interesting um i think we are more balanced on offense than they are uh i think like jamie well, jason
1: your uh rushing offensive success rate ranks 111th in the country
0: is that good so,
1: <laughs> sorry. um i like that balance
0: I, I saw. I think I was reading Barber's story in the Times Dispatch, and it said in terms of chunk plays, we're like twenty fifth in the country in rushing and thirtieth in the country in passing. So that, I think that's what I was basing it off of.
1: Okay, you're um, a big but, chunk
0: guy. I get it. I'm uh, a big chunk guy. Um, so,
1: so all this to say, Jason,
0: completely lost it. Anyways, I, I think the um, the ability to hopefully eliminate part of their offense, or at least uh strongly deter their biggest strength on offense will make the difference. Um, I I, do, I also know that Marshall's a little beat up. Um, I think they have some some injuries. Uh, so a short week probably doesn't help with that. Uh, we played Jamie played a noon game on Saturday. Marshall and kind of got to rest the starters for the last 10, 12 minutes. Uh, Marshall played a late game on the road and did not get to. They kind of got beat by Georgia State. Um, I I think I, I think that line is not not quite big enough. So I'm going to take Madukes. but Marshall's very good and and they're playing angry and it wouldn't shock me if they won.
2: We get it, Jason. We get it. We get it. You're not sold on the Dukes. You've given us all the reasons that they can't cover. I'd say with your chess, man, go Dukes. Yeah. The Dukes. The Dukes. They have what it takes. Marshall. It's, uh, it's a coward's bird. emotional
0: hedge is to talk more about like, all the crappy more
2: stuff. More like thundering turd. Am I right? <laughs>
0: How did you think of that? That's brilliant.
1: That's what they call me every morning. All right, well. uh, I'm going to take <laughs> Marshall here. Pure vibes pick. Um, okay, I was I was impressed by JMU. Uh, you know, not not getting caught in a potential look ahead situation against uh, the directional Georgia they beat up on this past weekend, um, but. Home game at night in the state of West Virginia. Um, We're getting closer to Halloween. Uh, You know, Marshall's had some... Yeah. The ACC ACC team that Marshall played this year is better than the ACC team that James Madison played.
0: We're grading Um, on a pretty dark curve there, but that is correct.
1: Yeah, so by the transitive property. Yeah, that's uh, right. Even though they lost, Marshall probably has a third of a more... ACC victory than James Madison does.
0: Thank you for quantifying that. I appreciate that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> even though X, they lost. <laughs> that's in cell doing X4 a lot of work. There. On, on the deep bowels of the spreadsheet. I'm going to take Marshall. Lose by a field goal. You get me a cover. Um, don't even have to win. Go herd. Um, I'll take the Dukes. I think they
2: I think their defense is really good. And I think that Marshall could be bottled up. In this one, um, I understand it's home game for Marshall. We 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 hate to see a home dog situation. Things always can get a little weird there, but uh, yeah, I think the the spotlight's on JMU, and they you know are going to continue to try to push for their case uh, to be ranked and um, you know done wrong by the NCAA. So motivational motivational Dukes there. Give me Coach Sigandy and the boys.
1: Do we think that the release of the nca's denial today was tactically planned like hey can you guys uh, drop this the day before
0: <laughs> jordan i'm not i'm not in the communications department anymore i i wouldn't know anything about that
1: that was a special request from bert bignetty <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: right, we'll
3: bert bignetty
0: said that
2: i,
1: I want I, I hope there's like a story that's like
2: We had just started practice, and and that story came out.
1: And so the boys, they wanted to go. We went full pads. We went live. for like. We went full pads and turned the music off because we just wanted (laughs) to play football. That's how much we love this game. Yes, yes.
2: We wanted to put our hands on somebody so bad that we put our hands on each other, if you know what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) Saturday at noon is game number two. We take it to the horseshoe in the B1G. Penn State, Ohio State. Is this, is this the third week we have a top ten on top ten? Um, Seems that way. Don't season. quote me on that, but it would appear to be so. Penn State at Ohio State, Buckeyes favored by four and a half. I'm going to take the Bucks here. Uh, they've been playing better football since the first half of the Maryland game. Uh, they are dealing with some injuries. I don't know the status of Travion Henderson who has missed the past two weeks. Um, But Marvin Harrison Jr. continues to amaze and astound me, um, both with the contested catches he makes and how open he is able to get. Yeah. Um, When everybody knows who he is and what he is capable of, um, Penn State, I think, still lacks some some explosion on offense. And I think that plays into the hands of what Ohio state tries to do on defense. So I will take Ohio state to cover the four and a half.
2: Two really efficient offenses going against each other in this game. Um, But yeah, I think Ohio state clearly the more explosive group and they're at home. This line seems kind of small to me. So I like Ohio state here uh, to make the, Make the cover as well. I'm not sold on Penn State and their sort of general, um, keep everything underneathness on offense doesn't do a lot for me. Uh, I have say defense
1: been excellent all year as well. So I, uh, yeah, I they've think got two that... linebackers who are really fun to watch. The one, uh, number 44, don't know his name. Uh, I, I probably would not pronounce it correctly if I did. Um, has got Penn... a lot of hair coming out of the helmet, kind of like a okay. Kalamalu look. Sure. He flies around the field. It's all I fun. mean, in theory, Penn State's
2: defense has been better than Ohio State's, but I think Ohio State has been uh, tested a little bit more um, from a schedule standpoint. Maybe a little bit at least. Maybe. So,
0: um,
2: yeah. But what's Penn State's best win? West Virginia,
1: uh, Iowa. You? Oh, that's true.
0: Thirty, thirty-one, okay. nothing over Iowa.
1: They scored thirty-one points against that defense. My goodness. I'm saying. How, how many passing yards do we think Deacon Hill had against uh, Penn State? 12. Uh, that might have been the game that the quarterback, the former
2: oh, re- the re- reject Michigan quarterback got hurt in. Cade McCown? Yeah.
0: McNamara played that
2: Max oh. McNamara. <clears throat> he also wasn't exactly um, lighting it up either. We should, we, we've been a little harsh on our, our boy, Pat Deacon, but –
0: um, I believe Iowa has bigger problems than the quarterback position.
2: I mean, I think that's a pretty big problem. <laughs> Realize that's a pretty hot take, but. But, uh, yeah, so anyhow, um, I guess what I'm trying to say here is go Buckeyes, like I always say.
0: I Everything points to this being easy Ohio State, so I'm going to take Penn State, um, if for no other reason than to, to give the consensus a week off. Uh, but
1: oh, you speak too soon. We've got three games left.
0: Jason. Well, fair enough. Right. Um, yeah, I I think I think Penn State might be legit this year. Um, I think their I think their defense is is legit. I think they move the ball against some some pretty terrible defenses, but also against some pretty good defenses. Um, and I don't know. Noon feels like could get weird a little bit and. I think anything weird benefits Penn State because, I don't know, Ohio State just – I don't know. Something something seems off about it, and I can't figure out what, which probably means it's nothing and I'm overthinking it. But I'm going to take the Natani Lions. Guys,
2: I need you to know that Cade McNamara was 5 of 14 for 42 yards. Iowa punted their way to a 31 to nothing L to Penn State in that game. Um, and there wasn't any, even any turnovers crazy dang i'm fascinated so by the, iowa, the the trajectory of the iowa season if you, I, i'm 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 taking a bit of a sicko's delight in this
1: well good maybe some of our <laughs> listeners will join you thank you all right shall we game number 4 number 3 sorry man <clears throat> tennessee is at alabama 3:30 p.m. cbs is the channel alabama is favored by home at eight and a half points, and Logan gets to lead it off. Ugh. I don't trust either of these teams in like in in
2: very different ways. If that makes sense? Oh, it does. Um, <laughs> I feel like both teams had like very similar quarterback situations. Uh, maybe high high ceiling, low floor um, issues going on there. Uh, Alabama's defense is good. They kind of got it together a little bit recently eight and a half seems a little hefty to me. Uh, But I think I'm going to take Alabama because anytime I say that I, I don't trust Tennessee more than I don't trust Alabama. And I could see, you know, Alabama kind of stacking a couple of tuds here and just sitting on the game a little bit, eight and a half. Seems like a big line, but when you actually zoom out and think that like if they're up by seven, you know, it's very easy to be up by 10. So. Solid gambling advice for your boy. That's
0: that's how that's how you reason your way uh, into it. It's a uh, am also. I am also going to take Alabama. Um, I think they're. I think they're a very very good team that um, has been able to overcome more flaws than we're used to seeing with an Alabama team, um, and I think over the course of the year those flaws are going to get better, and so I think I think they're going to be just fine, and I wish that line were. A point or two less, but not enough to take Tennessee. So,
2: I think I'm I'm there with you. Revenge World game. I remember Tennessee rolled uh, rubbed their face in it pretty good last year too. I, I would imagine that Saban will um, have the boys paying attention. There might week. be
1: some of that in in discussions this week in the locker room. Um, I'm also poison. going to take Alabama. Uh, I think. I think the win Tennessee had against Texas A&M is overvalued a bit. And I think Arkansas's comeback against Alabama is maybe being weighted too heavily. So I think those two things. I I think Alabama kind of got best case scenario last week in that, okay, we still won the game. We made plays when we needed to, but there are a ton of coachable moments here. You know, Nick Saban loves a coachable moment or six. Absolutely, um, to keep the boys motivated. Logan, like you said, there's some uh, some vengeance in in the water. Potentially, uh, an opportunity for it. Anyhow, um, gotta think that's also on Nick's mind. And Alabama's got to buy after this game, so they can empty the tank. They can mm-hmm. they can look ahead to another big game next week. It being at home, primetime SEC, I will take the tide. (coughs) And in game number four, the actual number four game, we have 7.30 p.m., we take it to the Conference of Champions. That's right, it's the ACC. Duke is at Florida State. This is a ranked-on-ranked game in 2023, the year of our Lord. The Knowles. We're talking about them. They're favored by 13-and-a-half. Jason.
0: Do we know if – I don't think Leonard's back yet, right?
1: I would not imagine that
0: he is. I, I believe he's still out. So I am going to take FSU. Um, I think I think Florida State's really good this year. Um, and they also – I don't think their defense is great, but um, they also possess the ability to just – decide to flip the switch. Um, And this feels like a game where they might put it all together. So I don't think two touchdowns is going to be super hard for them to cover. Um, But yeah, they might, they might be good, good this year. So Knowles.
1: Yeah. I'm also going to take Florida State here. Um, I think they have been playing well, especially at home. The night kick I think, helps the vibes a little bit over there. Um, Duke, to their credit, won handily uh, in Leonard's first game out uh, last week. But I don't know that their offense, without a plus quarterback like Riley Leonard is, does enough or presents enough threats against the type of athletes that Duke has. I am interested to see how Florida State looks on offense versus a good, physical, disciplined Duke defense. Um, but I'll take the Noles.
2: Um, Nine hours ago, Duke head football coach Mike Elko said that Riley Leonard's day-to-day and may play. Which yeah. probably means he's not going to play. But this... This reeks of this reeks of Utah shenanigans with uh Smoke cam screen. cam cam rising all year. You know they just yeah. like make him they force him to go out and like throw passes before the game just to...
1: get photographed with the brace on.
2: Um, but I think I I believe uh, our guy Bud Elliott reported that Leonard was I think went through warmups last week before the game and actually looked pretty good. Um, he did not play, so I don't know if they're they got some devil magic, blue devil magic going on over there. Um, I'm going to take Duke. I love their defense. I think that they could probably coax um, Jordan Travis into a couple uh, mistakes. He has played with fire a couple times this year against talented defenses and kind of got away with it. And um, you would think that maybe third time's a charm against good defense. If Leonard plays, maybe that's good. But I, I like Duke to stay in this one. Um, they just can't like go out and it'd be like 17 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Right. Like that would not, that would not be good for Duke. Obviously nobody would want that, but I don't think Duke is built for a game like that where they have to chase it against Florida state, Florida state. Like nobody looks better than Florida state really when they really have it cooking on offense. Yes. Yes. But I think that they, they vary really widely during games even, um, like the Clemson game, for example, like they, you know, there's sometimes you're just like, what what are they doing? And then other times you're like, why don't they just do the touchdown play every play? Because it yeah. seems like it, it seems like they have that, that they can go get. So um, that's curious to me, but I really like Duke's organization. And I really, I, I think Mike Elko is going to get like a big, a big boy Head football coach job here pretty soon. So um
1: next AM maybe. Maybe he'll return to the and A M or if Harbaugh goes to the NFL finally, like right. Michigan, I think would love Mike Elko. Uh yeah,
2: I think I think he is the sort of like modern uh football coach, right? Um he's a defensive guy but doesn't seem to be too married to like being defensive guy. Uh and clearly they has a good eye for talent. So yeah, I like
1: I like, I like Duke here. A will cover ski. I don't think they win the game. All right. Final game of the night. Pac-12 kicks off at 8 p.m. We teased this earlier. The Trojans of Southern California are hosting the Elevation Boys from Utah. USC's favored by seven. And against my ju- by better judgment, I'm going to take USC here. Mm. Um,
2: Wow.
1: I think...
2: Too obvious. It's too
1: obvious. Well, I think the variables of they're coming back home <clears throat> to a friendlier climate and environment, and now maybe they're going to play with a sense of urgency from, from the jump, finally. Um, so I am kind of banking on a couple of things happening for potentially the first time, um, but I think they understand the importance of if we want to go to the playoff, this and every other game is a must win. And we need to do so convincingly in a lot of them. Um, I think my main issue here is, even though USC's off or defense is not very good, I doubt Utah's ability to score. Um, I, I have not loved much of anything they've done on offense this season. Um, Injuries play a part in that, but it's been rough to watch. So I'll take USC kind of by default, I guess. Yeah. I think I just, I
2: think I need to just stick with my guns here and take Utah. I think, I think Utah's tough. Invite him into the trap. Um, I believe Notre Dame laid out a pretty nice game plan uh, to combat some Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams' craziness last week. And, uh, yeah, Utah does enough sort of like junk y weird stuff on offense that they might be able to keep USC's defense a little bit off balance, especially if the the running quarterback plays more and they kind of lean into his strengths a little bit, which would be nice to see. Or, hey, you know, maybe Cam Rising plays. Who's to say? Um, But, uh, yeah, I just I like Utah, I think, until USC proves it to me against like a quote-unquote tough team, um, I am going to stick with uh, – well, I'm, I'm. this line is too big for me to think that
0: USC will cover it. How about that?
1: That's acceptable.
0: Thank you. I, I think this game is going to feel painfully obvious in either direction after it happens. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Like, I think if, if Utah just bodies USC into the ground, we're going to be like, well, duh, like we all said that was going to happen. And if USC comes out and – Caleb Williams is a freak and they just pass all over and Utah doesn't have the, like you said, Utah doesn't have the offense to take advantage of USC, that's going to seem super obvious after the fact. Well, I Uh, think
1: even if USC wins by like five, we're going to be like, yeah, makes sense. Right. Like Like I I think totally could have
0: called that. These are super like, like the distance between the two ends of this spectrum is super wide, but all of it seems very like, oh yeah, that of course that would happen. Equally probable. Right. And so (laughs) uh, anyways, so I'm going to pass. Uh, I'm not gonna pick. All oh, the Uh No, I'm gonna take USC. Um, Jason's on the
2: push. He can
1: only Jason can only <laughs> win if it's a push.
0: I will take exactly the push. Oh,
1: you're gonna a um, go three-way money line. I was that's gonna say like I should get I guy. should
0: get triple points if they actually do push. <laughs> but um, that's a good. So, yeah, I'm I'm gonna take USC. I think you know I I have a hard time believing. Caleb Williams is gonna have back-to-back weeks like he did even against a team like Utah. Um I it just seems like he's too good. And, and worst case scenario, if he has a terrible week, it gives our our Penix Jr. boy uh, a hefty <laughs> bump. But um yeah, I I think I think I'm just gonna trust the USC doesn't have back to back horrific weeks. And I I do agree, Jordan, that I'm not super convinced in Utah's offense to to really take it now maybe they just line it up Stanford 7 tight end style and just hammer them in the mouth for 60 minutes which frankly would be wildly entertaining but um, yeah I'm skeptical of that offense a little bit so
1: yeah I was just oh, to I mean, so even lying, but... the the Heisman future thing aside like how hilarious would it be for USC to lay eggs in back to back weeks it would be very funny like all the consternation that would create for whatever USC fans are out there. All the Oklahoma fans that would do the Oklahoma fans would be joy. yeah, they would do a ticker tape
2: parade through the streets of Norman if that happened. Um, yeah. and like
1: do some sort of Dance weird of school on Monday. Uh, like they
2: lost back to back games. Uh, some dude, some like sort of weird bizarro. I told you so's just because they're like butthurt that
1: this guy left them in in the cover of darkness. But college football, man, no <laughs> no sport like it. <laughs> Truly truly the weirdest investment. so that's so. Pickville. Right. and gentlemen. jordan are we um
2: do we have a, a read on how anybody's doing this year or are we purposely not announcing that because it's grim I, and, no, I, I, and I, i'm, I'm not trying to give update, you grief i'm
1: just curious i can update the folks you know i'm sure not everybody goes to the website to check on the pick spreadsheet <laughs> to tally them week. by hand <laughs> um if you do bless your heart um so as things stand right now Oh, uh, let me yep, they all add up to the same thing. Jason is in first place at an 18, 16, and two push clip. Oh, I am boy. in second at 16, 18, and two. Yeah. Logan is drafting off of us in third. Um, though the slipstream might be getting a little far away. <laughs> uh, 13 and 21, still a lot of, a lot of ball yeah. left to be played. Logan has also pushed twice.
2: Right, yeah, disappointing.
1: We we are we are a little bit disappointed in
2: the, the effort that we have put forth this year. But
1: um, my while we're on the the performance of the picks, my brother Evan has informed me that he's been doing some analysis uh, of of the historical picking performances, and has <laughs> actually sent an email to the inbox. So it sounds like <laughs> oh. our keeper of the inbox uh, might want to has been asleep at the wheel. Might might want to fire things up. <laughs> okay. So. I'm excited. But we've got a data guy on it.
3: Okay. what it sounds like. Big
2: data. Big data is is in our pocket. Does he do prognostication, helpful prognostication? Because (laughs) I would be interested in in maybe having a private
1: conversation with him ahead of each episode. Um, Yeah, I'm sure he (laughs) could code you some Python scripts or something to (laughs) to scrape some some data. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Shout out to Evan. Thank you for listening and and, uh, supporting, being our athletic supporter in this way. That's right. All right, guys, we did it. You know, not as long as I thought. Could have been longer. We we've done yeah. longer.
0: Pretty pretty. We've yeah. we've done longer non mega episodes, if we're being <laughs> honest. So.
1: Probably. Oh well, since we have time on our hands, you guys want to hear about my uh, my Saturday morning drive around town? Oh yes. Yeah. yeah the yeah. Bourbon
0: Trail. Yeah.
1: Bi-week so, Jordan, uh, let's bring us up to date on Bi-week Jordan. Yeah. we Bi-week Bi- Bi- Jordan had himself a Saturday morning. Uh, Bi-week Bi- Bi- Logan is coming in this weekend, so i we'll, will report on the uh, what I got going on. Yeah, so the Virginia ABC stores, who we have waxed poetically about uh, mm-hmm. in previous episodes, right? they announced like a week before that there was going to be an allocation drop on Saturday, that all these limited release bottles were going to every store in Virginia. Each store was getting at least 100 bottles of limited release product. Wow. Um, they sent an email with the list of here are all the potential products that could be at each store. Um, I want to give them kudos. They did not release the inventory of each store individually online, which they mm. have done in the past. So some people will just say, oh, I want this bottle. It's going to be right. at this store. Here's where I will go camp out. Um, so Saturday morning... I went and got an early breakfast at Um, Chick-fil-A. Strategically, on my way home, drove past the ABC store store at the Martins, um, so I could scope out kind of what the crowd was looking like. This was 7.05 a.m., store opened at 10 a.m. There was like five people outside the store, so I was like, great. Um, Got there at 9.45 and was about 20th in line, um, and you kind of heard all the people talking like, ooh, what, what are you here for? What are you here for, blah, blah, blah. So they open the store, go in, we pick out what bottle we want, uh, we buy it, and then we drive off to the next store. Um, and the, the first store, sadly, did not have many of the highly sought after bottles at all. And it was pretty disappointing for people So stuff, like weird stuff was getting snatched up early, which was disappointing. Um, But I made it to four different ABC stores in 59 minutes. I purchased four limited release bottles. Um, The third store I went to, we had a really funny moment where, so they did walk in you take the bottle off the counter and then you stand in line everyone else was doing it you get in line you don't get to touch the bottle until you pay for it at the counter so people are picking bottles off the counter there's a line of like 20 25 people in the store this is on uh, john wayland out by the high school um, and so i grabbed a bottle of the elijah craig barrel proof and the guy like f- the guy, like five places in line behind me uh, was doing the thing like every every so often, he'd, he'd look around, he was real curious to see what other people picking up. <laughs> and so he's got like, he's got a bottle of Blanton's in his hand and he saw what I got and he goes, oh, is that the barrel proof? And I said, yeah. He said, is that batch, you know, whatever, C923? I said, yeah. He's like, oh no, do they like, do they still have, I didn't even see it, do they still have it, and so as we're having this conversation, like, we're scooching further up, further up in line, and he goes on and on about, oh, that bash is supposed to be incredible, blah, 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 so by the time he gets to the register, he and six other people have, like, gone and switched out their bottles for this bottle that I had, because, like, it was like the scene in Rudy where all the players like go into the coach's <laughs> office and lay down their jerseys. They were just like, "Oh, well, I, I don't want this anymore. I want what what everybody's talking about in line." It was so funny to watch people like drop not insignificant amount of money just because of like what whispers started in line three minutes ago. It was fascinating. Mm. So good experience. The guy. Who started the chatter had a had an LSU head on. I thought about asking him about Brian Kelly, but decided <laughs> against it. Gotcha. That's good. Um, what a Saturday! Tremendous. Yeah.
0: I'm just impressed you made it four places around Harrisonburg in an hour. Like that's
1: well, and I plotted it out to. So I thought, okay, the one I'm kind of equally close to the one by Barton's and the one on Port Republic. Yeah. But I said, I'll hit the Martin's one first, then I'll go to Port Republic, which gets me closer to the John Wayland one. So then it was kind of a linear progression down Stone Spring Road yeah. to get those three. And then after John Wayland, I thought, well, I can just head 42 down past Court Square, go to the one by the chop house. If they've got anything left, great. If not, yeah. oh well. And they had more of the barrel proof. So you boys got two allegedly highly sought-after bottles.
3: Are you going to love that for you?
1: Do, do you ever dabble in any resailing? Are you uh, do I don't. Booze? Or are you allowed to announce that publicly on the podcast? Uh, probably not because the feds
0: are they're like, they're like master's tickets. If you even talk about it, you get
1: right. Yeah, I'll probably get smited by a lightning bolt. But um, no, the, the guy in the LSU hat was talking like, well, I just get Blantons every time. I don't know what else what I want, and then he's like, "I'll trade five of these for like something really, really good," and I didn't ask ah. what, what really, really good to him was. But uh, <laughs> sure, right?
0: Be more specific, please.
1: But yeah, he he was talking about trading very openly, so um, <laughs> I don't think they take kindly to like, yeah, I can get three hundred bucks for this on, <clears throat> on secondary. But
2: sure, gotcha. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, that is bye week, Jordan. Thank you. Yeah. Looking forward to catching up with bye week, Jordan again, Jason, did the Dukes already have their bye? We missed out on bye week, Jason.
0: We did. We did miss out, but we have fake bye week, Jason, because we have a Thursday game. So.
1: Oh, that's, oh, that's right. Great. Bonus bye week, Jason.
0: Yeah. Well, throw
2: some meat on the grill. Burn it. Yeah. Let's Let see know. what happens. How it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, it's the Wheel Route Podcast. Thank you for making it to the end of another beautiful episode. Uh, we apologize again for the delay. I know you guys have been just thirsty for content. For so all. we hope we hope that you uh, you enjoyed all 1.75 hours you got this evening. Uh, find us on Instagram at Wheel Route Podcast. Send us emails wheel route podcast, gmail.com. Evan, I'll check your email. Uh, go to thewheelroute.com. That's thewheelroute.com. Uh, it is a website. You can stream the show there. You can see pictures of us there. You can also uh, check the PIC spreadsheet and potentially do analysis <laughs> of, of the spreadsheet uh, there if you want to. Until we meet again, we love you guys. Go Gators. Go,
0: Hoos. Go, Dukes.